if you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, <laughs> you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Welcome back to the conversation, CEO Mischief Makers. MKJ here, and it's Friday. Woohoo! This is my day. I love diving into the details. I absolutely love the mindset, the 30,000 foot, the, the strategy, all those things. But then when we can put it into practice and actually move forward tactically, it's just a beautiful thing. So welcome back to the conversation, Vin Infante. Vin, yeah, here we go. You ready to dive in? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> So if you have not listened to Mondays and Wednesdays episodes, I highly encourage you to do so because some of the stories and the examples that Vin has shared are really things that you can take and apply to your own life. 80-20 rule, anyone? I think he talked about it from a very different perspective. So go back and listen to Wednesday's episode if you haven't listened to it already. All right. So Vin, you have taken us through an incredible journey from mindset shifts and what it takes and your stories of your own mindset shifts to innovating the standard business practices. And uh, we talked about in toddlers and newborns and how those relate to your business. Now let's dive in and take the processes that you've outlined and give us some practical tools that people can actually use in their business to grow themselves. You talked about before the the shift from three to four, let's say, in the John Maxwell model of going from a producer to a people developer. So where has one of the biggest impacts been in that scale or in your own three-pronged approach where you've helped someone who's an entrepreneur, who is a visionary, who is a uh, high-energy person, where you've helped them go from stuck to rocket ship. Are there some specific practical tools that you can share with us or stories from previous clients that can help people go from wherever it is they're stuck, what they can do to figure out what they're stuck in and change it? Sure. So one of the biggest things is I think auditing yourself is important. Taking taking mental, emotional inventory. One of the clients that I was working with, super, super successful guy, more money than he needed, more money he even knew what to do with, more money than he ever thought he would have because he grew up pretty broke, right? Psychologically, he was seemingly fine, but he would work 100-hour weeks. He had two kids, two small kids, right? Not that old, maybe, what were they, six and six and eight, six and seven around there? I don't know about a lot of people listening. I have a newborn kid myself. She's actually nine months old today. And, wow. right? And I love spending time with her. In fact, every morning, if she's not leaving the house and going to work with my with my girlfriend, I will spend like half hour to an hour with her before I drop her off so I could get my day started because it's like, it's it's great. It's precious. You don't want to miss that. And so 
I was speaking to my my guy over there who's working his hundred hour weeks. And I'm like, why are you doing this? You have a company that has 40 employees. You've got probably more money than you even need at this point. Even if you stepped out, the company's not going to stop generating income. So you keep having more money on the money you already don't need. And he laughed a little. I'm like, do you care about your kids? He's like, of course. I was like, then why don't you see them? And he's like, well, you know, I just, I got to make sure. And I'm like, okay, sure. So let's, let's look at something for a second. You're actually not operating out of abundance. You're operating out of lack. You're afraid that if you stop working 100-hour weeks because that's what you had to do to start the business, right? This is the belief system we're tapping into. If you stop working 100-hour weeks, it all falls to shit and you're running out of money. And then you can't do all the things that you want to do. So I think one of the biggest things, and this is why I say do a mental, emotional audit, is to see why are you doing things? Like why you... You, you have 40 employees. You have millions of dollars. Why are you working 100-hour weeks? It doesn't make sense because what that tells me is you're not productive. You're busy. There's no reason at that scale, at that level, you should be doing that much work. And some people might debate that, and that's fine, but you people probably don't run extremely successful companies because that's not how it's supposed to go. It's not. When you get a company that size, you should be focused on maybe three to four high-level tasks the rest is delegated out because you cannot be effective with those three to four high-level tasks if you're spending 100 hours a week working. I guarantee that. And I'll tell you, his company can't scale. You know why? Because all the things he needs to do to continue his marketing, continue the ads, continue the growth, he's not focusing on. Why? Because he's spending 100 hours doing shit somebody else should be doing. Yeah. So I'll just reiterate the tip one more time for people that <laughs> aren't listening. <laughs> yes. Mental, emotional audits and inventory. Tap into your belief system. Why am I doing what I'm doing? How is this serving me? What am I afraid of? Because that's where a lot of people act out of lack. And you know, what am I hoping to gain out of this? And is there a better way to do it? Ask a few of those questions when you're taking that emotional, spiritual, mental inventory. Wow. So let's take one of those. That's brilliant. And I love that, that advice. One of those that I see is pretty common for a lot of people is a, it's been commonly called a money mindset, right? So this person you just outlined, it was fear of losing money, right? Fear of losing that momentum, fear, even though he, he was in this hundred hours a week and working so that he could make the money to enjoy the things he wanted to enjoy. Well, he wasn't enjoying those things. He was just staying in that wheel of making the money and staying in the business and being, being, you know, active and busy. So, but there are lots of situations where let's say someone's business is, is growing and they've just started. So they kind of started out cutting themselves a little short on really what they should be charging for what they do. Let's say a service-based business, let's say a coach, let's say a, a course creator or an agency, and they start lower because they're learning and they want to, you know, put themselves out as learning and be able to grow from there. But now they're kind of stuck at that. Let's say they should be charging, say, $10,000 for what they do for especially an agency, mm -hmm. if they do a big comprehensive package of whatever they do, but they're maybe selling it for only 3000 How can mm -hmm. they take that audit and go, okay, I should triple my prices? That That's sometimes too big of a leap. And it's really a, a leap of belief not sure. that it's actually going to get them anything. And there's then they definitely will be scared. Well, I'm going to lose all my clients or not be able to make sales because I'm charging three times as much. Is there something mm -hmm. in that audit 
that when they're honest with themselves and they realize, well, I'm basically, I'm selling myself short. I'm not valuing myself the way I need to. How can they look at that? And what can they say to themselves to start on that path to realizing what their true value is and, and embracing what they should charge for it? Yeah, that's confidence, right? Not just in yourself, but in your service or product. So one of the biggest ways to directly impact your income is solve complex problems and do it faster than anybody else. If you've checked out the stats, and and we'll use coaching as an example because that's what we do. If you checked out the stats, the average coach in the US makes between 30 to 50,000 per year. I did over six figures in my first year of launching my coaching business. And mind you, it's funny because I started out charging $30 an hour because (laughs) that's what I was making as a therapist. And I was like, wow, this is so fucking cool. I'm making $30 an hour off the books. And I felt so empowered. And then I was like, you know what? Let's get bold. I'm going to charge 50 an hour. Ooh-wee. And I got it. And I was like, oh, shit, I got 50 an hour. <laughs> and, and it kept going and going and going and going, right? Until I started hitting more slow points. Where it's like, oh, boy, now I'm doing like 100 an hour. I don't know if anybody's going to sign up. And people didn't sign up. And then I started figuring that out. And then, cool, now I'm going to push for 200. And then I'm going to go for 300. And so with each level comes to a point of you building confidence and finding value. And I think the problem where people have with money mindset is not that they don't want to make more. It's just that they don't trust themselves to deliver. Like, why aren't you charging 3000 10000 whatever, 15000 Probably because you don't feel, and this might be true, that you don't feel that you are capable of getting someone the results that $15,000 of value would provide, which is fair. And if that's the case, then go figure that shit out. Go ask, what do I have to do? I studied, I studied my coaching certification under Tony Robbins, not because of the fact that, well, part of it's because Tony, I identified as the guy who gets the best results in this world, but I also said he's charging the most. Why is he charging the most? What do people do? Well, people will pay Tony, right? To fix a problem they've had for 15 years and 15 minutes. <laughs> what is that worth? It's immeasurable. You can't value that. Hey, I charge you $20,000, but I'll fix your life's greatest issue in 15 minutes. Here's 40. Fix two of my life's greatest issues. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> so when you're coming into a problem with money, I've come to see it as you have a problem with confidence about being able to fix complex problems. If you solve an easy problem, there's no money mindset that's going to help you. Because it's not a money mindset. It's you have an issue with your product. Like if you solve a simple problem, you're going to get paid simple rates. If you solve a complex problem, you'll get paid better. If you solve a complex problem in an extended amount of time, all right, you'll get paid okay. But if you solve a complex problem and you solve it quickly, you will get paid a lot. So like, don't be afraid. People are afraid to work themselves. I think this is the biggest thing entrepreneurs struggle with. They're afraid of working themselves out of a job. Oh, well, if I get a client results in a month and they don't need me, good. But they will refer you like crazy because they'll be like, oh my God, this guy just solved my life's greatest issue in a month. Everyone's going to want that. So people hold the brakes. They they don't provide the value. And deep down, you know, whoever's listening, you know, you might not be providing as much value because you're afraid. You're afraid of losing the client and not getting the recurring income. Recurring income is bullshit. 
There's 8 billion people on this planet. There's more being born every day and people are going to always have problems. Don't worry about working yourself out of a job. Worry about providing more value. Once you focus more on the value you provide and how quick you're going to get people those results, your income will skyrocket because that's how it works. And that's how it worked for me. Wow. That's incredible. I I agree 100%. And everyone listening, if you have any of those kinds of issues where you're either afraid to charge too much or you're afraid to get the value because you're any afraid, any afraid, I'm afraid of losing the client, I'm afraid of charging too much, I'm afraid of whatever, do that audit. Do that audit, do that, that inventory and really look at yourself. It's all, okay, mindset isn't everything, but it impacts everything. It always comes back to you. Just like Vin talked about in our second conversation and even our, no, our first conversation, it's all your fault, (laughs) all of it. So look at that and see what you need to do differently. Really look at it dispassionately. If you can remove the emotion and get over the bullshit, you're just like, oh, I'm so terrible. And oh, it's so awful. Yeah, we all feel that. Let yourself wallow in that for a while, then get out of it, dust yourself off, put that aside in a little room, in a little, I don't know. My husband, when we were going to college, we were very much into Japanese culture. And there, when you go into a garden, a Japanese garden, there's something called a troubles box. And you put your troubles in that box before you step into the garden so that you can enjoy it from a very different frame of mind. So when you're going to do this audit, you need to put those emotions in a troubles box, leave them aside, don't let them in to this logical audit. Then once you look at the audit, then you can bring them back in and try and figure them out. Does that make sense? Can I give you one more thing before I, I know please. we're about to wrap up? Please, I, please, I please. I want to just give this to everyone because it's so important to remember. I learned this a long time ago. I actually learned this while I was still like doing traditional therapy. Feelings aren't facts. They're just indicators. So stop getting caught on your feelings. They don't mean a damn thing except for whatever you tell them, you tell yourself they mean, right? Because a feeling is just pointing back to something you're thinking, something you believe. It goes back to the belief system. And so be very cautious because your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings are something that's already been programmed and it's your job to figure them out and deprogram them. So you are either building your own belief system or believing your own bullshit. Figure out which one you're doing. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 